Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. Score! This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. And thanks for giving us uh, some of your time here this morning. The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will start at the bottom of the hour with our friend Nick Athen from ChiefSplits.com. ChiefSplits.com. We will preview the Super Bowl, recap the AFC Championship uh, with Nick coming up at 11.30. At 12.05, Scott Docterman from The Athletic joins us. We'll talk about Iowa's new OC, some Hawkeye-related topics, interesting look at the transfer portal when it comes to the Big Ten. That's Doc's latest piece uh, that was published this morning at The Athletic. Uh, he joins us at 12.05. Alec Bussey on Iowa State. They got a big win over Kansas. By the way, Iowa much-needed win over Michigan on the road. Peyton Sanford, big, big effort out of him. Uh, so that's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Trent's plays of the day coming up. Big Monday tonight is a, a decent game. Texas hosting Houston, uh, but a lot of college basketball. I'm guessing on the docket here tonight. So you know where the Super Bowl. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, you see, Peter Schrager for the fifth year in a row has a potential from NFL Network of getting this right. The, the combatants or the winner? He's got the winner right. Uh, the last four years, yeah, he has got the participants now. Three of the last five years, both sides of it, and he's picked the winner. Yes, every and single when time. did he, this is preseason? Preseason. You've got to be kidding! Yeah, that's that's, that's something. Yes, is, that's I was going to say. Well, it's not that big a deal if you did this on Friday, <laughs> right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, I saw that last night, and I've heard him a couple of times, uh, different podcasts and radio yeah. shows and hits like that. And he's coming into it. He, he loved Baltimore going into the game, yeah. but he got. Hey, I've hit it five straight years, so I'm going to stay with the Chiefs, and here we are once again. I know, I know. It's it's devastating for you, isn't it? Well, not just yes, it is. It, it is because look, at I'm 65 years old. How many years has he got left? Ten. Okay, I hope to, I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you're in good shape. You're, I think you're so. All right. I, mean, yeah. I think I'm trending in the right direction. Right. But still, for the better part of the rest of my life, number 15 is going to torment me. And yeah. not just me, my demographic. If you're a football fan and you, you know, you're root for an AFC team, you know that you're probably going to have to get by this witch. And he is. Trent, I'm almost at the point. I'm almost at the point where I'm ready to anoint him as the GOAT. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that in 10 years, Tom Brady will not be where the bar is set. It's going to be Mahomes. On his way to another Super Bowl, on his way to potentially his third Super Bowl already at 27 years old, a guy that has done it in a myriad of different ways mm-hmm. from the high-flying mm-hmm. early act this year. A year ago, they lose Tyreek Hill, and that was a big offseason yep. storyline. Yep. How are you going to survive this? Well, of course, he survived it. Yeah. And then you see this year, wide receivers dropping balls, the highest drop rate of any wide yep. receiver group in the National Football League. You see Kelsey diminished still good i thought he was too but boy he fooled us he? <laughs> he did but certainly diminished yeah, from without what he won. he's 34 I agree. I agree at a position that is as physically taxing yep. as you're going to find yep. for a guy that actually has to run around yep. and yet all of a sudden he goes down finds the fountain of youth and he looked incredible Jeez. how yesterday. about that diving play without yeah. that scramble the last guy that you're going to think is going to go superman on you mm-hmm. to reach out and stretch out and get that ball is travis kelsey and there he was 
it is just one thing after another. The and receivers you mentioned, Trent, they're pedestrian, with the exception of Rice. Right. They've got something here in Rice. Rice is a great developmental player, I think. But yes. Valdez Scantling looked unplayable. No, he wasn't until the very end. And then now the last two weeks came up with That's two right. of the biggest grabs back in back each of those games. Yeah. And that's that has to say something about 15, too, right? Yeah. Of keeping these guys engaged. Mm-hmm. As a veteran that maybe saw his career coming to an end instead, kept him up and comes up mm. with two big plays late in that one, winning it different kind of ways. We're going to rely on our defense. We're going to jump yeah. out early, and we're going to be able to cruise into this one. Went five straight punts in the second half, yeah. and... Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Trent, Very you know good. what? Uh, I didn't want to um, – I thought it was a little bit unfair, but now you know what? I think that um, the, the people that had that opinion, Nick Athen being one of them, mm-hmm. are going to join us here at 1130. Until he does, until he proves that he can do things. Look, his best play was the ball he threw to himself. He didn't throw it to himself, but made the play himself. Uh, he was off all day long for the most part. Got, got thrown a yard or two over guys' heads. Um yeah, just a disappointing. And, and look at the Ravens, too. The Ravens, it's almost like the stage was, they made some boneheaded plays. I mean, the Vanoy, um, um, 15 yards. Zay Flowers, the taunting. Mm-hmm. The, um, the uh, who was it that came across the line late in the football game? The unnecessary rough. Roquan play. Smith. Roquan Smith. Yeah. Um, a veteran. A veteran, An right. elite player. Yes. And just... Stupid two place. Much, what four personal fouls in the game from three, Baltimore? Three for sure. It just that's you know what it was for because then we're not even. I haven't even brought up the Mahomes when he got clotheslined. Boneheaded place. Yeah, one you after can't have That it. was clowny. You don't have to play perfect, but you have to play uh, clean. You can't give him second chances, right? Or, or very few, and they gave him way too many. Way too many. Um, Baltimore did, but hats off to them, and off they go again. And they're getting a point. I mean, it's essentially a pick em. Mm-hmm. Who do you like at this point? Grabbing the points. Right? Yeah. I grabbed the two and a half right on the opening line. Didn't think we were going to get to three, and certainly that's mm-hmm. not been the case no, here. No, early. No way. Two and a half, put that in the back pocket, and we can kind of figure it out from there. Do um, you think there's a chance, because I do, that the Chiefs would, at kick will be favored? Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, not significantly, mm-hmm. but I think it could Point swing. and a half the yeah, other way. Yeah, yeah. Could swing the other way. Yeah, right now across the board, it's ones everywhere. Um, one circa DraftKings, South Point, offshore. It's ones everywhere. It's not going to take a whole lot to tilt no. this thing. And public sentiment, certainly on Kansas City right now, overall, 73% of the money, 71% of the tickets mm. are on Kansas City. Mm. Detroit was a hell of a story. Mm-hmm. They were a heck of a story. The fact that they got this far. I know Dan Campbell's taken a lot of arrows. The reason that they, one of the reasons that they got this far is because Dan Campbell has a huge set of nuts. <laughs> and he does. Yeah. And, and he's, he's, this is his coaching mantra all year long. Um, so I wasn't surprised he did what he did. Right. I thought actually early in the football game, but when they finally sent the field goal kicker on, like the three yard line or something, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it was fourth and goal at that point. I thought, yeah, they're going to go for it. And then he thought better of it. But then uh, after that, he decided to keep going for it. So um, that's who great. they are. That's, that's how exactly, they were built. Trent. Yeah, yes, you, exactly. You can't kill no. somebody for doing what they've done and right. got to this point doing it in that fashion. I agree with you more. Yes, hindsight, of course. You look back, well, he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Would have been better to kick. Well, course. Reynolds catches the football, too. Well, absolutely. And I, I didn't like the third down play leading to that fourth down play. Which what, remind They me. gave it to Armand on the kind of oh, end-around yeah, thing. that was stupid. I right, agree yeah. with you, yes. I mean, you had two yeah. running backs that... We're not being stopped. Right. You're going to run the football. Especially Montgomery. Gibbs, yep. Gibbs had that. He coughed up. But boy, he's fast, Gibbs. Isn't he? Yes, he is. Jesus. 
And when he coughed up that ball, mm. did it feel to you like, well, this is over? It did. Yeah. Yeah, certainly old Mo was uh, yeah. clearly over on the Oh, no, but, line. you know, analytics tell us that momentum's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. I, you know I like numbers. Uh-huh. I like analytics. Yep. I I think they help paint a picture, but it can't be the unknown. It just can't. Right. We've watched football. We've yes. watched sport for too long to not believe that there is something that your computer cannot generate mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And momentum, it's absolutely a thing. And it if you was. watch sport and you don't believe it, you just think it's all about the numbers, I'm sorry you're dead wrong. Mm-hmm. I like numbers. But that does not mean that this is absolutely positively every way that it's supposed to be. That one right there felt like it was over and there were opportunities. Yep. And using on the third down play, you can't run the football when you have three no, timeouts. Don't get too cute. No. Throw it one more time. Uh-huh. Kick the field goal when it's not there. Then you can, if you do stop them and get a three and out, you'll get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Likely probably inside your 10 with 20 seconds left, something like that. But you will get the you'll football get back. You'll get a chance. You'll have a yeah. chance. Yep. You got a chance at an onside. It was really close. Of course, he touched it before 10 yards. But right. It was about as close as you're going to find it in today's rules yeah. with onside kicks and what you can do. The fact that it got to the second level and yeah. Kittle had to make a play. By the way, speaking of Kittle making a play, the block on Aiden Hutchinson, have you seen this? Oh, yes. That's a bad look for Hutchinson. Now, the good news is they don't have to go and watch this again. <laughs> no, yeah. Because that would draw some uh, you know, some chuckles amongst his teammates. George Kittle pancaked him. Pancaked him. Um, he blocked well. He, well you know, he's, just, he's such a good football player, isn't yep. he? He really is. Brock Purdy, let's get to Brock Purdy. Uh-huh. I mean, what more do you need to see, folks? He doesn't have a cannon attached to no. his right shoulder. Far from it. But there's, it's intangibles with him. It's between the ears. Are there a couple of plays where you, you know, you, boy, got lucky there? Yeah, mm-hmm. you could say. That's the, a lot of quarterbacks. That's a lot of quarterbacks. Yes. And it's the scrambles. Mm-hmm. And it's the belief that his teammates have in Brock Purdy um, that Here, stands out to me. Hearing Fred Warner talk about him yes joking about the game manager thing right. it's not just yeah who was that with after the game i can't I remember, remember who it was, was. Yeah. yeah we see it all over the place this mm-hmm. team believes they in love him. brock purdy yes mm-hmm. this is a guy that they believe in they had a good quarterback in garoppolo yeah. yeah there's more belief in brock purdy there are more people sticking up if you will more mm-hmm. teammates sticking up than he ever saw for garoppolo Nick bosa Absolutely. Them, right? I, I thought it was great, Bosa. I'm not a real big talker, but I had something to say at halftime of this one. Yeah. <laughs> he went crazy, apparently, in the locker room. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little like, wink and a nod on that yeah. one with Bosa after the game. We get a great Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I, mean, I think we do, too. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be off. The, and it's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's the last place I would like to be. Can you imagine? doesn't sound entertaining. No, it really doesn't. No. It is going to be mobbed. I've got the question plenty of times with our relationship with Circa. Are you guys going to be out there doing no. Radio Row? No. 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 Does not? No desire. I'm right there with you. No desire. A Super Bowl sometime? I, you I've have never... to get to one. Yeah. You truly, I mean, it's look, it's, it's, um, it's almost priced... It has. Mm-hmm. You know, the common folks, of which we f- consider ourselves, yeah. um, it's priced about the last one. Now, we were gifted. I, Cindy and I were gifted tickets to the last one. Mm-hmm. So in 19, Super Bowl thirty one, Packers-Patriots, the face value of the tickets, I'm pretty sure, was three fifty. Okay, we paid twelve hundred. All right. I thought, oh my god, this is nuts. And this now, was mid nineties. This is nineteen ninety January ninety eight. Okay. So the ninety seven yeah. season. Then we got to Super Bowl forty three, which was Cardinals and Steelers, mm-hmm. and we paid 
1800 bucks a piece for the tickets, and the face was seven, I think. Good luck getting anything close to that. You can't. No. You can't. Um, you, you, not, it's, it's gone. The Super Bowl is gone as far as, you know, your team gets there, you've saved up, you want to do it. I mean, you, yeah, you can get in for, I don't know what get in is going to be to Allegiant, $6,000 for a corner upper end zone. That's maybe crazy. It's not. And then on top of that, the hotel room, they get the absolute max rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably a thousand a night at some places. Right. Yeah, it's just crazy, just just nuts. But it is quite an event, and uh, as you mentioned, the two teams that we're going to get: Niners, Chiefs. America's going to be watching this one. I'm looking uh, one of the ticket apps right now. What game you, time. What have you got? Uh, the reason I like this one is because all the fees are already in there. Okay. So after fees, the cheapest right now. Mezzanine end zone, row 12, section 326, $8,884. $8,800 for end zones. Yeah. Wow. Way up there. Way up there. $8,800. And what if Detroit would have got there? What if oh. that would have done to it, right? Because you saw, been, did you see how they took over Levi Stadium? We saw it in Arrowhead in week one. That Thursday yeah, night, a good point. and I remember us coming in Friday and just talking about the sound mm-hmm. of the Lions fans in Kansas City for mm-hmm. the first game. Yeah, there were a ton of Levi Stadium and Vegas. Well, we know Derek Stevens, the owner yeah. of Circa and the D, a Detroit native, obviously would have uh-huh. loved to have a lot of his hometown brethren there. But yeah, that would have been, I mean, you're talking, what, twelve grand maybe get in price oh, at this point? Oh, I would think so. Well, you got 60 years to save up. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Anyways, let's do some basketball. We'll get to uh, Tim Lester, the new OC, coming up here in, in, uh, in a couple of minutes. Scott Dockerman, 12.05. More on that. Alec Bussey covers Iowa State, 12.30. Um, let, let's start with Iowa State, Kansas. Really big spot uh, for, for Iowa State and Kansas for both teams. CBS is there. Rafferty's there. Uh, Ian Eagle is there doing the game. Um, Jay Wright's there doing the game. I mean, they got the A, a team, right, mm-hmm. that, that's uh, on site. And building is packed and a really entertaining basketball game. And Trey King, maybe his best moment as a Cyclone or best moments as a Cyclone? Yeah, I think Certainly so. Certainly on the and list. And we were talking about him, you know, if you're going to make a change in the lineup and if you're going to put yeah. Hassan Ward back in there, it yeah. was probably going to be Trey King because yeah. he had not been playing very well. No. What does he do? Oh, yeah, he went off. <laughs> you know, the, prob- the, the, the one problem is, as you look at that game, uh, for in, from an Iowa State perspective, they got to start making some free throws. Yeah. They were 9 of 18, and you thought, oh, this is going to bite them in the you-know-what. But Let man, them get back in the game, because they controlled it for so they long. They did, didn't they? They really did. That, that run in the second end of the first half, and then the run in the second uh-huh. half, and it just, they had them at arm's reach, and then, you know, here comes Kansas, and you just had that feeling, they can't do this again, right? There. <laughs> Kansas, one through five, or one through six. But that's where it stops. Is as good as anybody. That's where it stops. You're 100% But right. without depth? Nope. This is a. They don't have a Trent. This is a pretty pedestrian Kansas team for their standards. I agree with you. I mean, when you look at it's Houston, mm-hmm. then it gets a little tricky, right? Like, Texas Tech's on the list mm, for now. Iowa State has to be in the conversation. I would certainly put them above Tech. Even Tech a really nice win against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, to do that, Oklahoma needed it. You're going on the road. To do that, that was impressive. And that was a game where Pops Isaac was not playing real well, at least through the first half of the game. And he came out and, and played great in the second half. Right? He was really good. Houston, I think, is your A number one. I think so, too. They've proven it. They had the two-game road-losing streak. But other than that, yep. they've won difficult road games. Names, yep. They've 
obviously did what they needed to at home. Kansas, I don't see it. How about BYU? That's a sneaky at home. I, at home, yeah. And I, I just can't, I can't quite get there. Nice win against Texas. Yeah. Controlled that one. Yeah. Texas, talk about inconsistent. Yeah. Speaking of that game, you saw the stupid thing, right? The kids that had the T-shirts with horns down, and they asked him to take them off. But you know who asked them? Did you hear this part? It wasn't Texas. It wasn't. Right. It was BYU that right. asked their students to take. And Come on. And Mark Pope, after the game, apologizing yeah, to Texas. Why? Can we knock this off? Why? We're not flipping them no. off. This is not. No. There is no racial overtones. There is no, there is. It's horns down. Right. If a player goes up to a guy's face and does it in his face, okay, that's taunting. Probably that's get different. Him yeah, yeah. They're probably going to get him teed up. But for fans? Students in the front students? row? What is I, going I on here? Through. And let's not forget, this isn't a team that you're going to have to worry about. It's not like you got to play nice with Texas because you're going to see them for the remainder of your time right. in the conference. They're about to abandon ship. This is likely the only time Texas yes. will make its way to Provo. For sure. Enjoy it. Yes. Horns down all day long. Yeah, no. And it was, I'm going to horns down BYU everything. administration Jeez. that made them. Uh, change that up. So a big win for Iowa State. Trey King, Curtis Jones um, was uh, phenomenal uh, in the basketball game. Um, my guy Gilbert was good again. Yes. I am a Gilbert guy. Um, Monchilovich was eh, he was okay. I'm certainly not bad by any means. Watson's found his role. You know what? I agree with you 100. percent And I and I look at the box score and I'm shocked. A he's only played 10 minutes, right? Because was he on the floor? Not necessarily scoring, but he's impactful when yes. he's on the floor. He's out there. He's hustling. Yep. He's rebounding. He he brings in energy. He is the perfect bench guy. Yep. To go out there. He's got there. some ups too. How tall he's, is he? Six seven. Is he that tall? Yeah, six six maybe six, six seven. Six seven. Yeah. He's listed at yeah. Yeah. He's that's somebody that buys in right. Mm-hmm. And so many of these guys didn't play a ton as a freshman. Yep. You know what happens? It's off to the portal yeah. and see where you're going to end up. No. And he knew everybody that was coming in. It's not like there was going to be some path that all of a sudden he was going to be a starter. Right. Instead of going the route that we see so many guys, no. Yeah. I'm going to find a role for this team. I'm going to find a way to help out, and he absolutely does that. I love that about the kid. Uh, Lipsy, 8-1 turnover to assist racer. Or assist that. to turnover ratio, rather. Yeah, really, you take that any day of the week. Um, w- McCullers, 3 at the horn, too. I mean, You know, how big was that from a gambling perspective, right? <laughs> if you jumped on it Friday night, though, you got the Cyclones minus 3.5, as I did. Did Woo! you? Yes, thank goodness. Holy mackerel. Yeah, as that thing splashed it at the end, though, I just had a <laughs> chuckle to myself. Uh, I will, uh, let's, let's do the Hawks. That was a much needed, much needed win. Yeah. Um, and they looked dead for the first 17 minutes of that game. They did. They did. And that was one where you get out the red marker and you cross them off. I mean, you completely cross them off. At that point, it's over? Seasons. There's, there's no coming back. We talked about what awaits at the end of the season. You have to pile up victories Mm -hmm. and be three straight losses to a pedestrian Maryland team. You get swept by a bad Michigan team. It's over. And they found a way. And you mentioned Sanford at the top. When he shoots the ball well. And, and, and Fran fouled him out in the first half. He did. Still got 30 minutes. Though. I know, but Fran fouled him out. Gets those two fouls. Yeah, off to the bench. God forbid you trust your guys. Yeah, and he didn't pick up another foul the rest of the way. Hmm. Well, they won by 10. But this is not the one that we can argue about, right? Yeah. If it would have been a little different, we could have a different kind of mm-hmm. conversation. Perkins getting to the rim. Love it. And this, he's been getting to the rim consistently. Tony Perkins is a guy. They have got the most out of him. He was an also-ran recruit. Iowa was the only power conference I offered that he had. Where else was he? It, like IUPUI. Really? You know, yeah, Horizon League offers, some Mac, stuff like that. They, he was not a guy, but they saw something in him. 
and they have gotten, I think, the most juice you can out of the squeeze here yep. out of Tony Perkins. So who deserves the credit? Who on the coaching staff worked with him to, to make him the player that he is? Is it just, just experience Exper- as much as anything? There's you got to give credit to Fran. I mean, you really do. This is this has happened with a lot of guys now. Luca Garza was a pretty good recruit. He's a top yeah, 100 kid. Yeah. He had Georgetown, Maryland. There was he had other offers, mm-hmm. but nobody saw what he turned. He turned into the national player of the year. Yeah. The Murray Twins, which I mm-hmm. absolutely killed, because not only are you using one scholarship, but you're using two scholarships on these kids <laughs> yeah. that at in high school when they only D1 offer enough. was Western Illinois. Yeah. And I had a scout tell me oh, they're not good enough to play at Western Illinois. It's off to prep school. And all of a sudden, oh boy, well, what is this disaster? If their last name wasn't Murray, they wouldn't even have an offer. You're using two scholarships on these kids, uh, two first-round NBA draft picks. Yeah. you got to give credit to Fran. Yeah. And he doesn't like outside noise. I think we know that. He mm-hmm. has the program built the way that he wants. But when you see stories like this at Tony Perkins, and you see you know, what Josh Dix has a chance to turn into, and, and the development year in, year out of these guys, a big part of that. Got some stops defensively. That was good to see. Uh, I saw some Michigan. I think it was Nick Stauskas. Yeah, he was. He lit him up. Yeah, he was not happy about his alma mater. But Fine Doug, Canadian boy Stauskas is. But Doug McDaniel played. Isn't that the weirdest thing? He's playing in home games, but he can't play in road games. Yeah, what's behind that? Do we know? He must have done something on the road, right? Now they said it was something academically that he was behind on his yeah, studies and this. Yeah. But you, you don't do that. No. So he didn't get I, to play in the road game against Purdue mm-hmm. last week. But he's back on the floor again. Mm. What a weird start. That Juwan Howard, he's done. Yeah, right. dead man walking. Yeah, yeah, dead man walking. Holdman too, if if they if they don't get going. Yes. Uh, let's uh, let's do Tim Lester, the mm-hmm. the OC. Um, look, I didn't know. I don't know anything about him. I didn't know anything about Johns. I think nine out of ten Hawkeye fans fit in that boat. I don't know. You tell me. The reason that when it came down to these two, and mm-hmm. it sounds, sounds like these were the two finalists. Mm-hmm. Was Kirk breaking up with John's at breakfast? <laughs> you kind of wonder, don't you? <laughs> now that you look at that picture, <laughs> right. I think he was dumping them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're going to go a different direction. Yeah. When you put the resumes head to head, Kevin Johns has not only been an offensive coordinator at a power structure. He's mm-hmm. done it in a multitude of different leagues. Mm-hmm. He's been in the Big Ten. Yep. He's been highly successful. But the thing that I got most excited about Kevin Johns is he's done it a bunch of different ways. He was an OC for a year under Kingsbury, Texas Tech. That's good. He was Kevin Wilson, who people believe one of the mm-hmm. brightest offensive yep. minds. He was his OC at Indiana. He's been at Duke. This year, we know Riley Leonard went down, right. and yet he still made them at least okay mm-hmm. when he's down to his third team quarterback mm-hmm. for a while. He's done it different ways, different styles. He's evolved. I'm just in general doesn't matter what sport we're talking. I am a big fan of coaches that adapt to what they have. And I think at Iowa, that's something that's very important. And that's why I was more in the Johns camp. And then Tim Lester, fired at Western Michigan. Wheels fell off, new AD. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Yep. His offenses before that final year were all really good. He's got a quarterback background. That's good. But it was just... So boring. And what did he do at Green Bay? What is an offensive analyst? Well, did he run the scout team? Is that what I'm led to believe? And that's kind of the exception. Okay, he was with the Packers. Lafleur was his backup. In fact, when they were both at Western Michigan before Lafleur uh, transferred, uh-huh. uh, but that's where that connection was. And oh, okay, he was an analyst. Look at Jordan Love. All that. Yeah. Uh, he was actually a defensive analyst. He was analyzing the offensive film for the teams that they were playing, mm-hmm. and then talking to the defense about it. So you can't. Say that the fingerprints of Jordan Love and those young wide receivers were right, on right. Tim Lester. Because, he doesn't get credit for that. Yeah, he was helping with the defense, yeah, yeah. not so much the offense. 
We'll see. I, it's not inspiring. After 90 days, here's what bothers me maybe most about it, is we know Kirk didn't do anything until January. He didn't. It, right or wrong, that's who he is. We mm-hmm. still had another game, and that's what it was. And when it all blew up... With Chris? With Paul Chris. Yep. He was offered the job. He said no. Why? I don't know if we'll ever know, mm-hmm. but that's what happened. Yeah, I th- it was a surprise he didn't take it. He had to go back to the drawing board. Yep. And when you come up with these two finalists, not exactly the who's who. We talk about the power structure, the power two, at least financially, Mm -hmm. in college football. Mm -hmm. Is there another program, and you can throw Northwestern, Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Would any of those programs come up with their finals at these last two guys? (laughs) One guy that was ticketed for Troy, the other one out of work. Yeah. I was a powerful brand. Yeah. I was a very good program. That's a fair point. And this is all you can come up with? Mm-hmm. Was it because he waited? I think probably that had the most, or maybe this, um, you know, I've seen your offense coach. I don't yeah. know if I want to get involved mm-hmm. with this. Could it be coaching right. suicide? Right. His last three hires, nobody wanted at a power conference yeah. level. Tim Lester did not have offers at a power level. Mm-hmm. Brian Ferris obviously didn't. Mm-hmm. Greg Davis is out of work. Mm-hmm. Those are your last three offensive coordinator hires. So I think that's where the trepidation, trepidation lies for a lot of Hawkeye fans. Whoever it would have been, even if it was Johns, would have got the job. We got to see. Yeah. And this is not a hire that says, oh, yeah, we got to sing the praises now of this one. Kirk got it right. Mm. Well, and then Leistikup, I mean, pile it on, too. And, and he's, he's really respected as a media member, I think, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're always going to find haters oh, out sure. there, right, uh, in any facet. But um, <laughs> Chad kind of uh, took a little strip off him in one of his text messages and then thought better of it and took that down. And um, I, don't, I don't think Chad meant, to, meant it to come out that way right. by any means, but then he kind of you know, could see where it was going. Well, so. because there was a story at Syracuse when he took, took over yes. halfway through the year. They didn't, they, they, they didn't change their cadence. Not once. <laughs> not once. Right. Your number two was bad. He was fired. Mm-hmm. He was a quarterback coach at Purdue. Lester was mm-hmm. for a year under Daryl Hazel. David Ball, pretty good college quarterback. Yeah. Threw 21 interceptions that year. <sighs> yeah. There's plenty of red marks on that Tim Lester resume. Yeah. Not that Johns was a... It's just how you came up with these last two. Yeah. Just, I would like to know. In coaching circles... If we would have known about Lester first, if it would have been Lester at breakfast and mm-hmm. Johns was that guy that nobody had heard of, mm-hmm. and they gave it to Johns, would, would, the, would Hawkeye Nation be... Oh, they had Lester and they let him go? I don't think so. Okay. I just wonder. Yeah. I wonder because... Look, but if the, the buildup was there, and maybe that's the reason we're seeing... Because it felt like the buildup starting Thursday... Was with a picture. Yeah. And Thursday... It was out there a ton. A whole lot about John's. People were doing the background. I think people got excited because he's done it a bunch of places Mm -hmm. and done it at a high level. And then you get this other guy that's resume just isn't quite the same, at least as an offensive coordinator. Really? Pretty good quarterback, though. I mean, put up some big numbers. (laughs) He's in the XFL. Yeah. In 2000 and Something like that. Anyways, uh, we're going to get to Nick Athen coming up here from uh, ChiefsBlitz.com. ChiefsBlitz.com will get more into the Super Bowl and uh, recap the uh, the AFC Championship game. Uh, our number two, Scott Dockerman, will kick things off. We will be joined by Alec Bussey, who covers Iowa State. It's 106.3 KXNO. Let's get Jeff in here before we give you our first keyword of the week. Uh, Jeff, welcome to Miller & Condon. How are you, Jeff? Doing well, but uh, I wanted to quickly talk about Cyclones. It's pretty sad that TJ Postgame 
to start off beating Kansas, one of the you know story franchises in the NCAA. We got to talk about possibly recording timeouts is a joke. Yeah. Can I stop you for one second? Just yeah. for yeah. one second. Um, and I, uh, TJ had to say my my I guess criticism. I wish it would have been off the cuff mm. instead of bringing the statement out, the prepared statement. And maybe that's because. You know, you want somebody to look at it, or you didn't want to say anything that'll come back to bite you in the you-know-what. Sure. But I just would have just, let it rip! Right? <laughs> well, I, I agree with you, but right. I mean, here's what I'm thinking. If I just beat Kansas and I go up to the podium and I let it rip, I might be saying some things that I maybe didn't want to say. Because yeah. I'm so backed up from just beating Kansas. And then i got to talk about bull crap about K-State. So I think it was probably the wise move to have that prepared, but I agree with you. But let's go into the Kansas game. And I thought here was a couple of two big swings, especially in the first half. And Bill Stolf talked about this uh, post game. Trey King had three uh, three pointers made all season. He had four. Yeah. That's huge, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the flagrant foul that turned into a tech by Bill Stolf. Again, yeah. he talked about mm-hmm. that post game was massive. Now we've talked free throws. I believe uh, Lipsy made two out of those four free throws. That can't happen, right, guys? Right. I mean, you yeah. got to step up there and make your free throws. Yeah. The next possession after that, Kansas has a missed shot. Michilovich gets a three, boom, we go to time or going to halftime. That was massive. But the flip side of that is, and we've talked about, I've talked about this to We need more Adam Michilovich. Okay, we can't, he can't just be pedestrian and have one good game and then, you know, they take away that one footed dirk shot that, mm-hmm. again, I've talked about two or three times. They took that away from him. He couldn't get that shot at all. It was great scouting by Kansas on that end. Um, moving forward, okay, we know they can win at home. They're undefeated. We need to, we need to see. Iowa State on the road gets some. You chalk up some big ones. They missed that well, opportunity against Oklahoma. They're at TCU. They got a whole week here, right? I need to go back to back TCU Baylor. It'd be it'd be a great split there, right? It might yeah. If they get a split, that's huge. But moving forward, just watching the crowd going nuts. This team is for real. Yeah. You guys have a good day. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jeff. Appreciate the call. If yeah, this team, too. if they can win the regular season crown, and I still think that's on the table. Well, they got Houston. They beat in Houston. They, they got that in their back mm-hmm. pocket. And in order to do that, they got to win out of home. Let's, yes, let's for start sure. right there. I agree. So this is what's left on the road. Okay. So with uh, the home victories, uh, let's see how many home games: one, two, three, four, five. So give them five more wins. So that that's a ten. Thirteen and five, maybe is going to get you a tie. Can we find three road rim wins? Okay. Let 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 let, let her rip. Saturday at Baylor, tough. At Texas next Tuesday. <sighs> what Texas team shows up? I, I think Jeff said it. Get a split. Get a split, okay. Baylor's just not playing real well right now. I agree. And Texas is super inconsistent. Get a split. But boy, that game's going to be hard to watch (laughs) at Baylor. Those camera angles are awful. (laughs) You don't like it. No, it's terrible. Uh, At Cincinnati. Okay. It feels like one you probably got to put in the win column. Cincinnati's tough. They're good. Yeah, they're better, yeah. At Houston. Payback, probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. At UCF. There you go. So split the next two. Yeah. At Cincy, at UCF, and then the last one, of course. K-State. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be, be a, a rock fest. fight, man. Oh, that's going to be so good. You do that, you get those three victories. We mentioned you're thirteen and five, and I believe mm. that very well could be enough to get you a regular season crown. Mm-mm. How good would that be? Houston's what five and two. Texas Tech is five and one. one. Yep. We'll get the time out before we do that, though. It's.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for another 1,000. Covered. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic kicks off hour number two. Alec Bussey covers Iowa State 12.30 for Bussey. Trends plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those before we get out of here. Just before one, let's talk Chiefs. Nick Athen, ChiefsBlitz.com. ChiefsBlitz.com joins us for the first of a couple of times between now and Super Bowl weekend. Hello, Nick Athen. Trent and Ken, congrats to your squad. Uh, quite a win. Thank you. Uh, you were 100% right on Lamar Jackson in your disbelief that, uh, uh, that he was at that level. I thought you were maybe a tad, um, you know, over the top, but he certainly looked like he was overmatched yesterday. But where I want to start with you, Nick, is some of the yeah. unheralded, uh, Chiefs. Um, McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, Justin Reed yeah. making plays. Spags called a hell of a game, but there was some of the, I don't know if you want to call them bit players because they're starters, but uh, some of the other guys that don't normally get the headlines, headlines were huge yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you're trying to build a Super Bowl roster at some point, you know, you've got limitations with your money, and you got to find glue uh, glue guys. I mean, Drew, Drew Tranquil had a brilliant game: eight tackles, eight solo tackles. Uh, you know, he was he was wreaking havoc in the backfield. You know, Jarius need the snub of not being an all-pro, the snub of not being, you know, an all-star, uh, is going to be one of the highest-paid cornerbacks in NFL history based on his work the last four years. Justin Reed, you know, didn't have a particularly good first year in Kansas City, but he poured it on and uh, late, and this year he's been brilliant. Um, Nick Bolton, George Karloftis, Mike Edwards, Chamari Kano, Leo Chanel. I mean, you just go down the list and you look at this defense, and I'm sitting here looking – is, is, is there a tackle? Chris Jones didn't even make a single tackle in this game. Uh, he didn't even get a, a, a sack. But all these other guys stepped up, and Chris is part of the, the machine. You know, Deion Bush gets an interception. He played three snaps yesterday. Jeez. So all the credit in the world goes to Steve Spagnola. He's, he's the yep. team's MVP by far. Back-to-back road victory, something obviously Kansas City has not had to deal with in this era. And two big plays late in the game with another unheralded guy, a much maligned player, Valdez Scantling, coming up with two catches late in games to seal them, two difficult catches in both of those. What does that say about Mahomes, Nagy, Reed, the whole offensive staff keeping a veteran that easily could have kind of tucked his tail between yeah. his legs to keep him engaged, and in the biggest moments, they go to him, and he comes up for them finally. Yeah, you know, it's funny. My my uh, YouTube TV glitched, and so I didn't get to see the play live. It was like, <laughs> oh. like a one-minute delay, and my phone's going off, and it goes, it goes, oh, my God, FBS. And I'm thinking, oh, he dropped a pass. <laughs> and then, obviously, he came back out, and I saw it, and I thought, what a terrific call. What a ballsy call. Yeah, it was. To have the faith in MBS. Um, it's, I mean, Patrick changed the call at the line of scrimmage. The offensive line picked up the the fact that there was only four guys blitzing. They they triple covered Kelsey. They double covered Rice. And here's MBS. And Mahomes says, "Okay, you go run. I'm going to throw you the ball." 
And the ability to turn his body to make sure he had mm. the best chance to catch the ball against his body, falling flat on his back and he held on to it. It was a terrific play. He made three of the biggest catches in the postseason helping the Chiefs beat the Bills and the game stealer against the Ravens. Hey, props to them all for sticking with him. I'm, my hand was up, you know, after the after the Eagles game and, and the Packers game. Just get rid of this guy. He's no good. But he did it in the postseason a year ago, and he did it again this time. And and he played a heck of a game. He did a lot of blocking out there. He ran a lot of decoy routes to open things up for Travis Kelsey. And, and that's what you want from a guy that you're paying, you know, eight nine million million a year to, to do. Kelsey was unbelievable, targeted 11 times, uh, caught every single one of them, laying his body out, making that Superman-style dive through the air, goading Ravens into taking unsportsmanlike penalties. He got Van Noy's a 10-year vet yep. to, uh, to, to, to what he headbutted him uh, and drew the flag 15 yards. I thought Kelsey, I don't want to say he was finished, but he looked like um, nowhere near the Travis Kelsey that we were used to until seemingly the postseason got here. I don't know if he was... You know, uh, saving something, a little something for the postseason, knowing that they were going to get there. But he's looked like uh, he's drinking from the fountain of youth, Nick. You know what's amazing? I, I mean, I've watched Travis Kelsey's entire career, and I watched all the pregame hype yesterday. And every time they had a shot on Kelsey, there was just a different look in his eye. That there was, it was all business. You know, I mean, the, the stuff with the with the with the, the kicker, he with Tucker, yes. You know, with Justin Tucker, that yeah. made no sense. Guys were getting in. They were trying to intimidate the Chiefs. And they, they were all business. But the look in Kelsey's eye, before the game, in like several shots, I said, oh, my goodness, this man's going to go off today. And he said it on Friday, and not enough people, I think, paid attention to it. This was He wanted this game more than any other game he's ever played. Just because of all the disrespect, all the, the Ravens just shot their mouth all week long. The only guy that kept his composure with his mouth with Lamar Jackson, I thought he handled things with class. You know, saying, hey, I don't really want to face Mahomes. He's a great player. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's, I mean, you know what he is, Nick, and I'm, re- I'm ready to go there? I think he's the greatest quarterback that's ever played. And when yeah, it's well, right now, Brady, he, Brady's the guy, right, that everybody's start looking yeah. up at. When it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes, look what he's doing. And, and there's no signs of him slowing down. I think he was going to go down as the GOAT, not Brady. Uh, and Brady was phenomenal, obviously, but I think Mahomes is going to be the guy. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just had to get off the. It's I, I, therapeutic. I, I think. Okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I know you're a Broncos fan. Yeah. Okay, um, but no, I listen. I mean, I don't disagree with you, and I, you know, I'm I may be a homer, but I'm all I'm I'm realistic, and I appreciate well, some things. Yeah, yeah, in some things. Yeah. So for me, for for Mahomes to be considered, you know, stratosphere yeah he needs to win in two weeks that gives him three at the age of 28 Jeez. and then anything can happen in the next 10 years he's the greatest quarterback of our generation he's the greatest quarterback in the game right now he is right now i would put him with montana and brady uh, you know even bradshaw to some degree i mean he was a he was a killer mm-hmm. you know what do they have five super bowl rings or so, five yeah you know i just i'm with you i'm not ready to say he's the goat but I think what we're going to look back upon, you know, 10 years from now, if we're still doing this, is the, 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 the prime years of Patrick Holmes, which starts right now this year. We're going to be talking about that point, the greatest player to ever play the game, period, of position. We'll go down as the number one player of all time. 
if he just moderately throws into uh, the next level. And remember, this is the worst offensive team he's had in yeah. six seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's not even close. No, Last year's offense, I thought, was pretty good. They, they, they were getting things done. But this one, he's had to teach. He's had to coddle. Mm-hmm. He's had to, you know, uh, work with um, before practice, after practice, in film, teaching these guys how to run their routes. He's doing coaches' work. I've never heard of a player do that ever. And I think that's what makes him great. And all the haters out there, he's still the most humble player on the field. There's been a lot and of comp- oh, till, till this week when Brock Purdy becomes that person. <laughs> yeah, Bert Purdy will be that guy yeah, too. Yeah. So there's been a lot of rumblings. Andy Reid, 65. You know, is this yep. going to be it? If that does happen, is it hmm. Nagy that takes over after his disaster in Chicago? Spags, it wasn't very good when he was a head coach with the Rams. That was a right. long time ago, though. Who becomes yeah. the head coach of the Chiefs if there is an ascension plan? Hmm. I think it's going to be Mike Vrabel. I think that. Oh, makes sense. okay. Yeah. I think. All I right. Think, uh, whether Nagy stays on. Now, I've heard some rumblings that Nagy, you know, um, really wants to spend time with family. Um, you know, so that, that could be a factor. Spags is committed to coming back next year. The fact that his wife moved to Kansas City for the year, I think it's done a wonders for Spags because they've had this long distance thing. It just hasn't been right. And uh, I, I, I think this. I think I think I don't think Nagy to the Chiefs. I'm not buying the Eric the Enemy stuff. I mean, the guy got one single yeah, interview no, in this coaching style, so yeah. we can put that to rest. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I think with Spags, he mentioned last year he wanted to do it, but he's having such a high success rate right now. And I think if you elevate him to head coach, you know, I think he could still be successful. You know, he's got Joe Cullen who could be his defensive coordinator, and that's a that that that's a great fit because I, I think again Cohen's a guy I don't know why he's not being mentioned as defensive quarters out there he has done wonders for Chris Jones and this defensive line but you know succession wise I don't think it's in house but Mike Vrabel would be the guy I do not want Bill Belichick Harbaugh would have been my number one choice um, for sure so the Chiefs don't need that kind of coach Vrabel understands players. He worked in, with a lot of handicaps in Tennessee mm-hmm. with that ownership and with his general manager. He won't have those problems in Kansas City. He played the last two years of his career in Kansas City from all accounts, and I interviewed him multiple times during that time. Um, he really liked being in Kansas City. So I think he would be the number one mm. choice. Interesting. Nick, we will uh, impose on you next week. Uh, between now and then, I'm sure Chief Splits will have a ton of content daily as uh, the Chiefs march into Las Vegas uh, and get set uh, for the Super Bowl 13 days from today. Nick, we'll talk with you next week. Chiefsblitz.com. Chiefsblitz.com. Thank you, Nick Athen. All right, guys. I appreciate you. Thanks for having yep, me. Yeah, good to talk to you. Nick, uh, that's interesting. Vrabel? That, do you think the- he's, Do you think Andy Reid's... Contemplates if if they win. Did you uh, see his grandkids running up to him in the tunnel after the game? I did. That was that was cool. Yep, that was, it was. It was really cool. Yep, Grandpa Andy. Yeah, Grandpa Andy, <laughs> and jumping up there. I don't know. I how's his health? I mean, he doesn't look like the picture of no <laughs> physical it's fitness. Been better Andy. though, right? I mean, it looks like he's lost some lbs. Yeah, he's not slight. Oh, he eats a lot of those nuggies. <laughs> yes, he does. He loves, loves them nuggies. He loves those nuggies. Um, he looks better, and he's had some health things that have cropped mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You don't hear a ton about that. 
Mm. Is he just? But if they're, I mean, if you're looking for time to get off the ride, right? right that yeah. that would be it. Uh, anyways, we'll take our time out to come back, finish up the hour. Uh, we have Scott Dockerman and Alec Bussey, Hawkeye Conversations, Cyclone Conversations slated for hour number two. Miller and Condon, it's Des Moines Sports Station 106.roofing.net. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Finishing up hour number one, Scott Dockerman on the Hawks, Alec Bussey on the Cyclones, hour number two. Let's get John in here. John, real quick, a couple of minutes. Uh, welcome to the program. Hey, How guys. are you? Thank you. Trent, did you get my halftime text yet yesterday? I did, yeah. Yeah, so I, I it just hit me. They, they you guys going to share it? Or? Game. Yeah. yeah. They talked about the 1957 game and how the Lions beat the 49ers the last time they won the championship. Yeah. And what they didn't mention was that the Niners led at halftime of that game 24-7. to Oh, my God, you're kidding. The exact same score. And so I texted Trent and a few other friends of mine, and then it was about an hour later Fox found a way to get that on the broadcast. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, as an old SID, you know, I was very proud of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's part of the 49er pain from history. That's why I remember it. It was before I was born. But I still learned it and, and felt pain from it, hmm. the way that Lions fans are going to feel pain from this game until they win one. And, and as a, a longtime 49er fan, lost to the Cowboys three years in a row, 70, 71, 72, 72 game. They were ahead 17 points. Roger Staubach came off in the, in the fourth quarter and, and beat them. Um, I know about pain, but I also know it goes away once you win one. Yes, it does. And the Giants, same thing. Giants, the terrible loss to the Angels. And, of course, why didn't McCovey hit the ball two feet higher? That, again, I was one year old, but that pain was part of my growing up. And then they win three, and it goes away. And I was actually rooting for the Lions last night. Two reasons. One is I, I really I have a lot of family. My wife's family's from Michigan. But I know how much they've waited and how much it would mean to them where guys, Bay Area fans, are so jaded I can't stand them. I mean, and they hate Purdy. Half, I would have loved to see the social media, how they were blasting Purdy at halftime. I'm sure of it. They don't deserve him. They don't deserve this team. And I'm going to root for him in the Super Bowl, but I was ready for the Lions to win that game. It was great to see the Iowa kids, though, do so well. And watching David Montgomery again really reminded me of how great he was at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. You could not get him down no. on the first hit until that last play. Yeah, good point. You know, the, the fourth down play. John, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I didn't like that call. Uh, no. I mean, uh, it was that third down. Whatever. Um, yeah, late in that foot, late in the football game, I didn't like that run. But um, but John's, John's right. And once you do get that first win, mm-hmm. um, it all goes away. It all I goes hope so. Away. I hope to be able to feel that someday. Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. Yep. 85 was a long time ago. It was. But, um, it, it was in kindergarten. Does. It does. It does. I've watched. I had three just heartbreaking as a Broncos fan, but you know what? Then came Super Bowl thirty two, mm-hmm. and then Super Bowl thirty three, and then Super Bowl fifty, and they all went differently. Now forty eight wasn't so great. Well, <laughs> but there's a lot of them. You got yeah, a long list there. That's true. That's a pretty good place to be. And yes, you can cheer for Brock Purdy or George Kittle yeah. or the flavor of the day, but you're not a fan of those teams. No, you're not a fan of those no, teams. No. You're a fan of the player. Yep. John talked about the background, that scar tissue. That's part of being a fan. Jumping on a bandwagon does not make you a 49er fan nope. or a Chief fan. Nope. You have to go through the negatives before you get to the positives. Because I see Heather walk in 
Talking to you, Heather. Uh,